Welcome back to the program, Virginia. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming back at you live here on The Really Real Deal. And folks, as promised, uh, we have a fantastic guest for you here to uh, fit right into the Christmas season that we're celebrating. And uh, we have with us uh, Father Longnecker. And uh, now Father Longnecker is an interesting guy. You know, he uh, spent uh, years working as a layman in England and uh, and he's a married man and so he's a he's a rarity um, he is a married man and he's a Catholic priest having been ordained in uh, 2006 and he's doing really really great things and um, you know fighting uh, for religious liberty up in Washington and uh, you know we we shared a little bit of that with you when I opened up the program of uh, the ads where they're trying to uh, deny Christians uh, the right to uh, have an ad that depicts just simply the, uh, you know, the, 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 the wise men. That's all it does. And uh, but anyway, this gentleman is with us and uh, we're going to talk a little bit about that. And we're going to uh, talk a lot about his latest book, The Mystery of the Magi. And uh Father Longnecker, thank you so much, and uh, and thank you. Uh, it was you, what you wrote in your website is so humble. How you ask for prayers uh, because you feel the weight of uh, what God has called you to do, and uh, certainly my prayers are with you, sir. Thank you so much. Thanks for the invitation to be with you this morning. Oh, it's it really, really is my pleasure, and thank you for taking the time to share with our audience. Yeah. So now, the um, the book, the book, uh, the mystery of the Magi, uh, is kind of like uh, this this ad. It says, "Find the perfect gift," uh, where you're trying to encourage people rather than to give uh, a, a a a gift from a store that's in a box to to give uh, human gifts. It's, you know, it's kind of like one of my favorite Christmas songs, "The Little Drummer Boy." Uh, you know, he didn't have a gift in a box. He didn't have money. He didn't have gold or myrrh or anything. He had a song to play. Yeah, and don't we all have a song to sing, don't we, sir? Uh, we sure do. Yeah. So the um, what was the feedback um, on your quest to get that type of idea out? for Christmas, which seems to be fitting with what Christmas is. <laughs> yeah, th this is um, perhaps a little bit of misunderstanding in that I was not actually involved in the uh, campaign up in Washington, but I'm aware that this was a campaign uh, in from some Catholics in the Washington area to uh, evangelize and to use Christmas as a reminder to people about 
the Christian gospel, and they put some banners up uh, on the uh, uh, the subway trains uh, network, mm-hmm. which simply said, "Give the perfect gift." And there was a a picture there, not even of wise men. It was just, I think, maybe some shepherds in the field with a star. Mm-hmm. There was nothing specifically Christian about it, nothing specifically Catholic about it, but it, it was a lead-in uh, to uh, invite people to go to a website, uh, said, which said, which was um, give the perfect gift. Mm-hmm. And on the website, there was then more information about Christianity. Right. And um, but this, they were expected to. Uh, pull those ads. Those ads were banned because mm. they were too religious. <laughs> but right. And as you just pointed out, they're really not that religious. It's like they were really trying to be careful not to overstep the bounds of the law, but just wanted to oh, do something in the being, spirit of the season. They were being so cautious as yeah. to actually make the ads kind of bland. Uh, yeah. They were they, they were so inoffensive as to be not very interesting, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and as but but still, this was too religious for some people. Yeah. I mean, there was nothing hateful about it. There was nothing racist about it. There was nothing offensive to other religions about it. Right. Um, you know, and, and uh, so it's disturbing that they that these ads were actually yanked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, now your your latest book, The Mystery of the Magi. I mean, I, we were just having a. Uh, a great discussion, actually, in my men's Bible study this past mm-hmm. Thursday, we were just we were talking about the the Magi and uh, mm-hmm. and uh, well, and, you know, you know about the the Magi over the years, uh, lots of traditions and customs and uh, legends about the three wise men have grown up, mm-hmm. which aren't actually in the Bible. Yes, and um, I, I went through and trimmed back all of those legends and all of those myths and all of those customs and said, you know, these all developed centuries after, um, you know, Jesus was born. Mm -hmm. Uh, So let's go back and look at the Bible. So um, I looked at the Gospel of Matthew, where the story is recorded, Mm -hmm. and then I went through and looked at the geography, the politics, the economics, the culture of the time, and found um, an astonishing uh, connection with all of those facts with Matthew's Gospel. So this is a book which supports the Gospel Mm -hmm. um, version of the story, but it does undermine um, a lot of the assumptions we have in our typical retelling of the story. Mm -hmm. So, for instance, um, we talk about the three kings from Orient are and sing that carol, Mm -hmm. but in fact... Matthew never says there were three, and he doesn't say they were kings, mm-hmm. and he says they came from the east, but that's all. He doesn't say they came from India or China or any mm-hmm. place like that. So um, that's what the book is about. It's pu- peeling back the traditions and customs mm-hmm. uh, and focusing on, on the Gospel of Matthew. Yeah. Now, the word magi, uh, some translations, they say wise men, and uh, and I think magi a lot of folks have gotten away from magi because the, it's the root word of magic or magician. And But a, ma- a magician uh, 2,000 years ago was very, very different from a magician that's like doing just tricks. They, they were more like astrologers, uh, correct? Yeah, yes. The original word magi comes from a group of um, sort of pagan witch doctors, shamans, astrologers, uh, fortune tellers in ancient Persia. Mm-hmm. Now we're talking about maybe seven, you know, the seventh century BC. Mm-hmm. Um, 
thousands of years ago. But by the time of Jesus' birth, these magi had uh, become sort of the intellectuals of their day. Mm -hmm. Uh, They were philosophers, they were prophets, they were students of the sacred writings. They were also astrologers and scientists and astronomers. And most of them, uh, most courts, uh, kingly courts and emperor's courts, uh, would have had a group of magi, wise men, uh, who were counselors to the king. Mm -hmm. So by the time of Jesus' birth, this became just a general term for um, wise counselors, uh, philosophers, intellectuals. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, the book of Daniel says that Daniel was put over top of the quote-unquote wise men. So would, would would these men have learned from Daniel, uh, you know, all those hundreds of years ago and and have been expecting the birth of Christ? Well, this is a very interesting connection because, of course, Daniel was written from Persia and from just at the time when the Persian magi were at the height of their influence. And so that's where the Bible connects with these Persian magi that I was talking about, Mm -hmm. these counselors to the king who were astrologers and prophets and so forth. And they were also interpreters of dreams, which is very interesting because Daniel was an interpreter of dreams. So Mm -hmm. he was, if you like, one of the magi. He wasn't a pagan magician. He was a Jew. But um, his his influence there uh, shows the influence of the magi in the Old Testament uh, in the book of Daniel. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, this is a very interesting connection with the Magi, um, and uh, of course that was several hundred years before Jesus' birth, and they moved and advanced and developed since then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then they're also wise with, uh, now I don't know if it was a dream or if there was, uh, you know, just a sense of Herod asking them, you know, when you find this baby, when you come back, tell me where he is. <laughs> but. Um, whatever it is, they decided, hey, this guy's up to no good. Uh, We're not going to go back and tell him. We're going to go home by a different route. (laughs) Yes, and Herod was well known as being ruthless and bloodthirsty. I mean, he had killed two of his own sons Mm -hmm. uh, and various of his other relatives who he thought threatened his throne. So, uh, they would have had a very respectful relationship with, with uh, Herod. Yeah, uh, respect have, out of they, fear, right? Not like respect <laughs> like you and I respect one another. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm using respect in a, in a, in a ironic way. <laughs> <laughs> they, they would have been frightened of, of him, and uh, they may have had a, a supernatural dream in which the Lord directed them to go home a different route, or it might simply have been um, this is the this is the sort of guy we have nightmares about, mm-hmm. <laughs> so, and it might have been a more natural understanding of that dream. Uh, we don't know, but it does say that they were warned in a dream to go home by a different route. Yeah. And my book, The Mystery of the Magi, goes into all these details and speculates about where they lived and where they came from and where they went, where they ended up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is just really, really some fascinating stuff. And and so, and folks, you really, I would encourage you to get this book, and uh, you could have it in time for Christmas. <laughs> you yeah. sure, you sure could, especially if you if they get the audio book or the ebook version. That'll be in their computer instantaneously. Okay, okay, good, good. Now, tell folks how to get it. Uh, you know, how to get a hard copy, how to get an ebook, audio book, uh, so that they could. Uh, this would be. This would make mm-hmm. great discussion around the fireplace for for Christmas. Oh, it sure would. Um, they can get a, a, a copy directly from me from my website, DwightLongenecker.com, but it's probably easiest if they want an audio book and an e-book to get that through Amazon, uh, or they can also get a hard copy at their local Barnes & Noble. 
Mm-hmm. Okay, great, great, great stuff. And, uh, you know, you're doing the Lord's work. And uh, now how many, uh, a, a quick question before we go, mm-hmm. um, a, aside from the book, uh, you being a married uh, Catholic priest, uh, what percentage mm-hmm. of, I'm just curious, what percentage of Catholic priests are married? And is there uh, a movement afoot to, you know, encourage that more? There's always a movement afoot to encourage that more. <laughs> but my, my particular situation is that I was formerly uh, an Anglican, an Episcopal priest. Mm-hmm. And when we convert to the Catholic faith, there are a special... Um, a special exception is made so to allow us to be ordained as Catholic priests, mm-hmm. even though we're married with children. Um, right. And to answer your question, I think there's fewer than 500 of us worldwide. Wow. Wow. And, um, You're in select company, brother. <laughs> well, it seems that way. And there, there is a movement to, uh, to perhaps open up the, the Catholic priesthood to married men, um, but there's resistance as well, because a good number of Catholics still say, you know, um, uh, the man, the single man serves, like St. Paul says, only has to be concerned about serving the Lord. He doesn't have to be concerned about his wife and family. Uh, and they point out that Jesus was not married and neither was Paul. And so they say, this is still a worthy tradition to maintain. So mm. we've got two sides of every question and, and yeah. the same on this one. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, it's just, it's such an honor to have you, sir. And uh, Well, thank you, sir, for the invitation. It's been good yeah, talking with you this morning. Yeah, and folks, go to his website. Uh, he's an author and a speaker. And, um, you know, you have a very, very blessed uh, Christmas season, sir. Thank you so much. All right. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye.